honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. Waiting for the snow here on a Friday morning. <laughs> Snow's coming again. Yep, for those of you out there that uh, might not be from the Twin Cities area or such, sure have been getting a lot of snow this winter. But uh, the Timberwolves. Finally back, I'm finally back, this and that. Five games to cram in here in the first segment. <laughs> I'll try to keep it semi-brief because it's five games, so it just is what it is. Three games to preview. Unfortunately, the Timberwolves only go two and three in the five, though. So it kind of is what it is. Defense is optional. Carl Anthony Towns, gosh, I mean, according to him, he was uh, he had a 5% chance of survival in this car accident that took place. That's why he ended up missing uh, the New York Knicks game and the Milwaukee Bucks, a back-to-back situation there. Ended up missing both of them in concussion protocol. Apparently, they'd stopped at a stoplight or so. They had to... No, no, the the, uh, vehicle had to stop because of an accident in front of them. And Carl Anthony Towns was in the passenger seat. And apparently, the semi-truck was coming way too fast because, well, obviously, they weren't expecting an accident to suddenly happen in front and everyone to stop. And semi-trucks weigh, what, 80,000 pounds or something like that. God only knows what they're carrying. And, well, they went kablooey literally right into the vehicle Carl Anthony Towns was in. Miraculously, nobody was seriously injured. And, you know, and in a lot of ways, Carl Anthony Towns made it as far as to say he had a 5% chance of survival in that type of accident. Because there, there have been lots of deaths in uh, those types of car accidents where a massive truck rear-ends you in that type of situation. You literally get sandwiched inside and... Well, Carl Anthony Towns, concussion protocol, probably the whiplash and all that that can make uh, literally ring your bell, but hopefully everything will be okay. There's really no concussion at the end of the day, and Carl Anthony Towns, what an amazing week, what an amazing month. And, well, we've been through enough of very sad, negative stories the past several years, going back to Malik Seeley, Corey Stringer, and such stuff. Thank God in heaven nothing took place. Obviously, Flip Saunders. Oh, man, thank God in heaven nothing took place. Uh, let's just... <laughs> Just again, I mean, reflect on that moment there for a minute. And again, just, oof, thank God. Thank God, indeed. Carl Anthony Towns, <laughs> okay, and still playing like a superstar like he has the entire month of February. Let's look at Carl Anthony Towns' month very briefly here. Or at least the numbers for Carl Anthony Towns during the course of this month. Absolutely insane. Uh, post-All-Star, well, I guess that's only three games. Yeah, the past, the stretch here, 37.5 points. And about and uh, 19 rebounds, just under 19 rebounds, absolutely nuts. Uh, he's definitely climbed month by month by month, especially with the whole thing, the way the whole season started with Jimmy Butler and all that negativity. In October, Carl Anthony Towns averaged about 19 points. In November, 21 and a half. De- December, he had eclipsed 23 because Mr. Butthead was gone. The month of January in 14 games, 25.1 points a game, 12 rebounds in just about all of the months here, 13 in November, and about 10.5 in October. In the month of February in nine games, it could have been 11, but, well, you know what? Uh, Rather he missed those two games than something much worse. So let's just look at that perspective for a moment. Yeah, but Carl Anthony Towns, 30.9 points a game in the month of February, 13.5 rebounds, and 4.1 assists. He's averaging 4.1 assists to go along with those other numbers. Unbelievable. Uh, 51% from downtown. Looks silk and smooth. Uh, 62% from the floor the entire month. The entire month of February. That's a pretty good sample size. So Carl Anthony Towns, MVP-like numbers in the month of February. I gotta think he is a serious candidate for the player of the month. As the month is now over, it is now March 1st, so here we go. March Madness. All of you NCAA fans, get ready. As before you know it, the uh, conference tournaments will begin, and off we go to the NCAA tournament. The Gophers are a bubble team. Well, they won yesterday against Northwestern. They play horribly against Rutgers. They've had up-and-down games all season, so we'll see what the Gophers do for us locally here. Minnesota Golden Gophers, of course. Richard Patino's club with uh, Isaiah Washington 
It was the point guard that I mentioned. I called him Nate Washington. I don't know why I keep doing that. Uh, I, Nate Washington was a running back in the NFL years ago for the New York Jets and others. Kind of a journeyman player. Uh, more of a receiving type of running back. But the real Washington I've been addressing, number 11 on the Gophers, is Isaiah Washington, of course. Uh, major recruit a couple of years ago out of New York. Number one recruited player in New York. Of all places, yeah, New York. And then, yeah, he comes here of all places and disappoints. Isn't, doesn't that just figure? So that's just kind of how she wrote there. That's just how it is. Minnesota sports often are disappointing, unfortunately. Um, Timberwolves did not look so hot this week, even though actually they were in every game, every single game, but they just didn't get the job done against the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, no surprise there. I mean, no Carl Anthony Towns, and the, the way the Wolves hung in there was extremely impressive. So I can't get too mad. The Bucks pulled away, this and that. Uh, the Atlanta and Indiana games, well, Indiana's a pretty decent team, though. They're missing their star, though they've been hanging in there, and other guys have been stepping up. The Atlanta game, extremely maddening. So let's just jump right into it. Try not to spend too much time on each single game because we could be here all day. New York Knicks game, Taj Gibson starts at center because the other, well, New Jersey native in this case, it would be a New York native, Brooklyn, New York native in uh, Taj Gibson's case. So in the area there, the tri-state area as they call it, Taj Gibson representing very nicely the Brooklyn native in in Madison Square Garden. He had a good time starting at center. 19 points, 10 rebounds. Was the best player on the floor most of the game. Derek Rose, the former New York Knick for one year. uh, Well, he was okay. He still got 20 points off the bench. Didn't shoot particularly well. uh, But got to the free throw line. Got a couple of steals in the game. Played very well at the end of the day. Again, good energy off the bench. Luol Deng always Mr. Mr. Solid, Mr. All Right, <laughs> Mr. All Right out there, you could say. Okogi didn't have his top game. And, uh, well, he struggled a little bit, but other guys like Luol Deng with solid defense and good overall play. Uh, Kata Bates Jop got some action in pretty much every game this week. Tyus Jones made his return. Robert Covington did not. But Anthony Tolliver this entire week just scorching the net. Four of five from downtown in this New York Knicks game. A 115 to 104 victory for the Timberwolves last Friday. Pretty damn awesome, I'd have to say. 16 points off the bench. Man, what a great game for Anthony Tolliver. And again, you'll see his name pop up all week. He had a very, very strong week. Huge block against uh, the Greek Freak the next night, Saturday night. At the end of the day, Friday the 22nd of February was this one. New York Knicks really didn't muster up a whole lot of challenge, though, again, Dennis Smith Jr. had a spectacular dunk. But, well, he missed a ton of time in this game. I think he's been battling a little bit of injury a bit. Uh, he was struggling in the slam dunk contest, if you can remember. That was unfortunate. The OKC guard forward, swingman, did a pretty good number in that uh, slam dunk contest. That was kind of fun to watch, even though you missed the days of the Dominique and Michael. Those days will just never come back. You're, I mean, it would, would not have been cool, but it just kind of is what it is there. Some people would think Vince Carter could still win it. I don't think so. He's 41, 42 years old. I don't think he could still win that. (laughs) DeAndre Jordan did what he usually does, gets a double-double. 19 rebounds in the game. He was a bit of a headache to deal with. You could definitely say he was the best player on the floor for the New York Knicks most of the game, other than Alonzo Trier, who was pretty good at 20 points off the bench for the Knicks, and Emmanuel Moutier, another player who was, well, highly touted coming into the draft. Nice numbers, but it took 15 shots to get 15 points, so... Well, maybe he's just shooting too much at the end of the day. But a solid win for the Wolves. You know, you're you're missing Carl Anthony Towns, but the Knicks are just so, you know, out of it right now. They're so much in quote-unquote tank mode because you can only tank so much with the whole lottery and all that. But uh, we'll see what happens with the New York Knicks. Part of me kind of hopes they get the number one pick. If it's not us, why not the New York Knicks? It's about time they got good again. I think New York Knicks being good is good for basketball. Without a doubt. Andrew Wiggins attempted 15 shots to get his 17 points. He was his usual in-and-out self. It's the same thing every bleeping game, practically. I, I love when Andrew Wiggins is focused and locked in. It's just beautiful. But then then you had games like this. Well, he was 3 of 5 from downtown, so at least he had that going for him. But generally speaking, just it's just the same old thing where it's really poor field goal percentage, uh, poor execution. He only made one-third of his shots, basically, to get 17 points. But, uh, well, at least he added a couple steals, a couple blocks. His defense still decent, better than it, it was before Mr. Uh, Butler left, this and that, when he was completely invisible. But Wiggins still got a long way to go to living up to any number one overall pick type of <laughs> any type of that expectations. Uh, nice, solid win for the Wolves. Let's move forward. Sarich, pretty quiet all week, I'd have to say. He had 13 points in that game. 
He's not been as sharp as he was before the break, unfortunately. He was very sharp the last couple of weeks before the break. I even gave him, uh, remember, I, I gave him a Lone Wolf Award, if I remember correctly. It was an honorable mention because Carl's just stealing the show every single night. Taj Gibson started at center again. Sterling, not ne- not nearly as uh, solid of a game. Sarich, Sharich, as they call him, 2 of 11 from the floor against Milwaukee. This was a defense optional type of game, 140 to 128, Saturday, February the 23rd. The Bucks shot the ball and it went in. And they got a step on a guy and put the ball in the basket. That was basically summing it up when it came to the Milwaukee Bucks every time they had the ball. The fact is, for the longest period of time, the Wolves had that going for them. Kept us in the game. Derrick Rose made two-thirds of his shots, 10 of 15. Very efficient night off the bench. Derrick Rose is like a 20-point-a-game guy off the bench. He's outstanding. A tall over 5 of 7 from downtown. 17 points, 6 of 8 total. Talk about efficient. And he had a spectacular block. Uh, not, <laughs> not Middleton. Not Chris Middleton. Not... Uh, <laughs> not Eric Bledsoe, not Brooke Lopez. Giannis, yeah, Giannis, the Greek freak. He had a spectacular block on the Greek fleet of all people. That's impressive. Um, that was a massive stuff. Uh, great game by Anthony Tolliver. I mean, he is just, <laughs> whew, he has been spectacular in the minutes he's gotten to play. It's a crying bleeping shame that this team hasn't played better this season. We're not like a legitimate playoff team. Because, I mean, a guy like that, when he's on his game, he is just beautiful to watch. He he nails his shots. And he did that for Detroit the past few years, especially torching us in some of those games. But that's just how it goes because we give up threes like we give up, you know, everything else, I guess. But we give up threes like crazy. Uh, Josh Akogi was wonderful in this game, only 18 minutes. But, you know, I thought he was the best player in this game. I, I really did, other than Anthony Tolliver. I mean, Josh Akogi is just on the ball, keeping up every time. I mean, just the hustle. There's a loose ball. Then next thing you know, there he is, and he's got a layup. I mean, the guy is just wonderful. And that's why his field goal percentage was high because of the, uh, well, the ability to get to the basket. He didn't block any shots, and he got only one steal. But attacking that loose ball, he's just Johnny on the spot. He is always after the loose ball. Just absolutely great game for Josh Akogi. Uh, Jeff Teague suffering some pain again. One of seven from the floor. That knee is bothering him yet again. I mean, Jeff Teague is just... It's been a really snake-bit season for Jeff Teague. One of seven, only two points. Minus 22 in the game. The Wolves' uh, plus-minuses for all the stars are just horrendous. Then you have Derek Rose, who was a plus-15 off the bench. Tolliver, only a plus-four. It felt like better than that. But he was kind of trying to sustain some of those Bucks runs. Cater Bates dropped eight points off the bench, along with eight, uh, six rebounds. A very solid performance. Even added a block in the game. Made everything that he attempted except for one of his free throws, I suppose, in 15 minutes. Nice to see Katie Bates job play. I think he's a solid pro. He's a solid pro, like a power forward, small forward, in-betweener type of guy. I would say he's more of a power forward, though, in this league. He's a taller guy, obviously, about 6'9". The Wolves bench was great. I mean, Tyus Jones, 9 assists. He had to fill in. He was basically the starting point guard in this game. Even though he came off the bench, he was the main guy. Gibson managed to get 20 points, but it certainly wasn't an efficient game. Andrew Wiggins did have an efficient game, but more kind of almost like, again, like secondary type of a role in a sense, but still a very solid game. I mean, he was good. I thought Akogi was the best player, actually, at the end of the day, again. The efficiency and the ability to, well, make plays. I mean, get the loose ball and change possessions, and he was just, his his effort is great, and I think the guy is going to continue to get better and better in this league. Andrew Wiggins, 7 of 15 from the floor, 3 of 5 from downtown. His three-point percentage is definitely taken a step up of late, which is greatly appreciated. <laughs> if you ask me, uh, you can't complain about what he's done in terms of, well, hitting three-point shots of late. That's definitely a start. During the month of February, well, it's not been good, but the last couple of days, very good. Uh, the month of February for Wiggins has been horrendous. Well, what if you want to jump back and look at that for a moment? Even he missed a couple of games, which is kind of, which is, well, the way it is. The Wolves won both of those in Luol Deng starting. 16 points, field goal percentage of 38, January was 39, 28% from downtown, but he nailed them the past couple days at least since the All-Star break, so that's the good part, Uh, jeez, but generally speaking, Wiggins really struggling, I mean, his field goal percentage has been in the 30s all season, and I don't get it, he attempts too many shots, and they are just not high percentage, and it's just not going to change, it's just the way it is, you know, like the song says, 
Not some things never change the way it is. And I don't know. Thirty nine percent this season from the floor for Andrew Wiggins. You know, there's so much more. And we could talk about it every single show. There's so much more, but it's just not going to happen right now. Uh, Lou Alden continuing to be that solid player. And it's sad when so many people will tell you they would rather have Lou Alden start and be on the floor than Andrew Wiggins at this moment. And that Lou Alden is exactly what a lot of people wish Wiggins could be for this team. Again, an efficient game against the Bucks, but the consistency just isn't there. Like, this was the perfect Andrew Wiggins game. Maybe minus a few more points would be nice. Maybe, like, instead of 18, let's talk 25 or something. But 18, let's not get too greedy. Nine rebounds, four assists. He was actually very good in this Bucks game. But it's just the general speaking. You look at the big picture of this season, it has been dismal at best, I'd have to say. And I think most of you would definitely agree with that one. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's definitely alarming. The Wolves hung in this game the entire way, and then the fourth quarter happened, about eight minutes remaining, and all of a sudden the Bucks just started making everything. Not that they weren't anyway, but they started pulling away. The Wolves started missing a few, because again, Minnesota, 128 points is nothing to sneeze at, but 140 is what it is. A 33-19 to fourth quarter did the Wolves in, without a doubt, and Giannis and others just kind of took charge. Chris Middleton hitting a big three down the stretch. Brooke Lopez posterized Sharich and then did the stare. Ah, uh, it is what it is. Sucks, but it is what it is. The Bucks are the best team in the NBA right now, and hopefully they can get home court advantage against a certain California team and take care of business, but I don't know. That's yet to be determined. Go get them, Bucks, though. We all know who I'm cheering for, and hopefully some of you join me in that one. Fear the deer, baby. <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves split that back-to-back. Unfortunately, they would not split the next one. Nice, nice little game on Monday night, though, the 25th of February, nearing the end of the month, 112-105. Minnesota, so, uh, solid defense in this game, keeping the Bucks down, but the first quarter was not good. It was the second quarter that really changed and turned the tide in this game. Fourth quarter, the Sacramento Kings kind of made the score a little bit closer than it was, but a 44-point second quarter really, really changed things. Carl uh, Anthony Towns returned, and it's just Will Chamberlain Jr. here. I mean, unbelievable. 34-21. and 21. Five assists, two blocks. This was Kevin Garnett MVP numbers, 2003-2004. Remember that? He'd block a couple shots. He would get a high number of rebounds. He would get five assists, 30 points. He had games like this time in and time out during his MVP season did Kevin Garnett. Still shocked he didn't get Defensive Player of the Year back in 03-04. It's just he finally got it when he got to Boston. He figured he deserved about three or four of them when he was with Minnesota, but... I don't know. Just everybody hates Minnesota, but you go to Boston, boom, here's here, here's all those awards. Sorry about that. Whereas 0304, Garnett was far and away the best player in the NBA that year. And, well, he finally got the award, and the Wolves had a 58-win season, too. <sighs> Remember that? 58-win season? Remember? Mm. Mm. It feels like 100 years ago. Uh, Jared Bayless would return and didn't do so good. Nothing. Just 14 minutes, and he did nothing. He stole a ball once. And he missed a couple shots. That's about it. Gibson's minutes obviously greatly limited, but still very, very efficient. Tolliver did not have a good game against the Sacramento Kings, unfortunately. So that's a sham. Kind of lost his... Uh, Colonel Anthony Towns kind of stole his bid for the uh, Alpha Wolf Award, I would have to say. Because Tolliver was going to get it. <laughs> the way this was going. Kyle, the, the other guy who might have gotten a couple of votes out there. Josh Akogi, also a very quiet game. Colonel Anthony Towns and Tyus Jones, just absolutely beautiful out there. Derrick Rose, yet another 20-point game off the bench, but it took 17 shots to get there. That's Derrick Rose. He's a high-volume shooter, and it just is what it is. Obviously, shooting the ball, attacking the rim, this and that. He does a little bit of everything, but Carl, aggressive from the get-go. And just that silky smooth, no-jump three-pointer, like he's shooting a free throw, basically, from downtown. That's just how it is with him. Those corner threes, and oftentimes at the top of the key, actually. He really, you know, They're just a beautiful shot. He's been nailing him 50%. He was literally 50% in this game. 13 of 18 from downtown. The guy, after missing the first two games of his life, first two games of his life, 351 consecutive games, first few uh, two games of his life in the NBA. And this is what he comes back and does. I mean, the numbers in these games are like literally like he was making up for those zeros that were put on the board in those two games because he wasn't able to play. That's literally what these games were. And it's a beautiful thing. This Sacramento game was a lot of fun. It kind of got chill, kind of like, yeah, you know, okay, the Wolves were just kind of maintaining their lead, this and that, particularly as we got into that fourth quarter. But that 44-point second quarter was a thing of absolute beauty. Sacramento Kings definitely looked like the better team in the first quarter. De'Aaron Fox off to a good start and off to a good start to his career. 
man, only 14,000 people, but again, battling some more snow on that particular night. Uh, Harrison Barnes hasn't done anything so far with Sacramento this season. Uh, Bagley, absolutely great, 25 points and all that. Big, solid performance. Bogdanovich, yep, this is one of the Bogdanoviches. The other one torched the Wolves. This one did not. 3 of 13 from the floor. Corey Brewer looks like an old man. He looks like a grandpa. He looks like your he looks like your uncle or your grandpa at the YMCA with those funny glasses and he really looks old, man. He really does. Poor guy was just begging for the ball. Please come on, I'm out I'm open on the corner here. Give it to me. Still one up with twelve points though, so all respect there coming in his direction. Bialitza, well, sorry. Not starting and only nine minutes. Ouch. Ouch. I feel for him there because I think he's a very good player and deserves a little better than that, but it kind of is what it is when Marvin Bagley's playing as well as he is. But Harrison Barnes, Bielitsa, Harrison Barnes, he got four steals. But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Harrison Barnes didn't do a whole lot. Darren Fox was clanging in the rim a lot, and that definitely helped Sacramento's cause in losing, in, in, in a sense, helped the Wolves' cause, 8 of 24, missing a lot of shots. He struggled a bit from the floor after a great start. He was hot and went cold right away. Uh, Betty Heald probably was thinking, give me the ball a little bit more, but again, he wasn't all so hot other than from downtown. Could have probably hit him from downtown a little more often. Bogdanovich, man, one of six. Corey Brewer, one of four. That's probably why they didn't throw the ball his way too much because he wasn't really hitting a whole lot of shots either. Definitely, uh, Sacramento just went cold, particularly into the second half, but really most of the game. Not a very solid, not a very strong game from Sacramento from the floor, and the Wolves took advantage. Andrew Wiggins did not have one of his good games. He's had so many good games against Sacramento, but this was not one of them. One of seven from downtown, awful night. Eight points. This was the typical Andrew Wiggins game where everyone is just like, really, we're paying him how much again? We're paying him how much again? Really? And he's starting, and Luol Deng is probably a little bit better, at least more efficient. The numbers were quite similar, just Luol Deng's field goal percentage was better in both categories. I don't know. Whatever. I guess that's none of our business, huh? But Minnesota wins this game. Unfortunately, it'll be our last win in this week's show. The Atlanta Hawks game on the 27th. Trey Young just did his thing out there and just torched the Wolves time in and time, time and time again, despite a nice, strong first quarter. This is kind of a reciprocal of the Sacramento game, where Minnesota came out firing. Minnesota was strong in the first quarter, 40 points. And the rest of the game, Atlanta was just a little bit better. And they just kind of kept plugging away, despite the fact the Wolves had nice little 5 to 10 point leads. Atlanta just kept plugging away and plugging away and plugging away, and that's why you got to bury these inferior teams, and you just didn't, and you just didn't, and that's why. That's why they didn't win the bleeping game. And the Timberwolves almost never win in Atlanta. As you remember last year, <laughs> Jeff Teague had the stinker of a lifetime. What was he like? I forget, what was he like? 0 of 10. With like one point, I think he made a free throw, maybe one assist in like 20 minutes, and it was just embarrassing. Well, this year he said, "Screw that! I'm just gonna be hurt, so to speak," and didn't play in the game. Tyus Jones with 11 assists. I mean, he does a great job leading this team. A lot of people believe that Tyus Jones is the best floor general on the roster, and I think he is. At the end of the day, I like Jeff Teague though. I like what he brings. I think he's capable of being a very competent floor general, and of course. He's got that nice, silky smooth shot that he offers, and of course, capable of attacking the basket, but boy, the guy struggled mightily uh, this week for the most part to Jeff Teague, and again, that knee soreness doing what it did, taking its toll on Jeff Teague's season once again. Sharich, one of 11. What? I mean, that's freaking awful. In the words of, I don't know, I guess me, that's not going to get it done. Um, that was freaking awful, in the words of uh, Bruce Boudreaux, the Minnesota Wilds coach there. Alucard had a little uh, one-word response to it, too. Like, what? That's basically what you heard there. Oh, boy. Andrew Wiggins, again, I don't know. He got 21 points, but it took 20 shots to get there. It's just, how many times do I have to tell? How, how many times do I have to repeat myself? How many times? Like a million? Carl Anthony Towns, 19 points, 37. Uh, 19 Shots, 19 attempts, 37 points. Again, that silky smooth shot, over 50% from downtown. Five of nine, that's just unbelievable. 18 rebounds. Carl Anthony Towns is doing everything he can to take this team to another level, but other players around him, not so much. I mean, Sharich, one of 11. How, how are you going to beat Atlanta when your starting power forward is one of 11? 
And then you're starting whatever the heck he is. Small forward. It's 9 of 20. And the, this is the same old thing. It's like a broken record. I don't know. I mean, you could talk about it forever, and you're going to see the same thing. And then it's defense is optional. I mean, John Collins made the Wolves look like idiots. Trey Young didn't shoot particularly well, but he shot well when he needed to. And he got to the free throw line so often because he was so aggressive and attacking the basket endlessly. 16 of 17. So this whole Luka Doncic talk about, well, Doncic is like the next Dirk on on steroids. Like he's going to be better than any player ever, basically. Yeah, he's good. I think some of you are overrating the guy a teeny bit. Okay, he's really good. He's going to be spectacular. But some of you are acting like he's the second coming of I don't know who. I mean, somebody beyond anybody that's ever played. Some of you are acting like that. Trey Young's pretty damn good, too. Um, Dallas probably got the better player, but let's just, you know, we can pump the brakes a teeny bit. I think Trey Young is pretty damn good, too. I think he is. He looks like an old man. It's kind of funny. He's got that old uncle, uncle something. I don't know. Un- uncle Joe out there. Uncle Joe. He he has that look, even though obviously he's just a rookie. He just, <laughs> but he plays like a spectacular, you know, he, he plays spectacularly. He's not as pretty of a player as Luka Doncic. He may not be as an over, uh, big of an overall star, but I don't think it was like, you know, a Herschel Walker trade, per, uh, so to speak, for Atlanta. So at, at the end of the day, uh, Trey Young looks like he's going to have a hell of a career too. 36 points, 10 assists, and again, 16 to 17 from the free throw line. And I know none of you are saying that it was the worst trade ever, but I know. <laughs> some, of you, some of you, I think you like Luka Doncic a little too much. He is a really damn good player. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to rain on your parade, but Maybe pump the brakes just a teeny tiny bit. Vince Carter, yep. I, I don't know. He's one of those guys. He just can still do it. He's not floating over people anymore. But again, 6 of 8. He had a big clutch 3-pointer in that overtime period. Wolves should have put this bleeping game away a long time ago. They should have put it away in the second quarter. They should have put it away in the third quarter. They didn't put it away in the fourth quarter. They got outscored by 9 points by Atlanta. Only a miserable 23 points in the fourth quarter. And then got toasted in overtime. It was just BS. It was just total BS. I mean, the Wolves should have finished this team off in the fourth quarter. Carl Anthony Towns making a big play, hitting a big shot, and a big dunk as well in the fourth quarter, looking to put the Hawks away. And then there was just zero defense. And I mean zero defense down the stretch in that fourth quarter. And in overtime, it was just crud. And well, 131 to 123. And that's all she wrote, ladies and gentlemen. Wednesday, February 27th. Loss. Loss. Now you got to play Indiana, and they're a better team than Atlanta. And the Wolves hung in there very nicely the entire night, which I'm extremely impressed with. I think the Wolves played very well against the Indiana Pacers. Uniforms are kind of cool. The team is pretty cool. But, you know, and Bogdanovich is a good player. He's like a 17 points a game guy. But does Bogdanovich have any bleep in business scoring 37 points? I mean, really? I mean, some of these plays, it's just like, are, are you kidding? He's obviously a good player, and it, but some of the plays were ridiculous. Like, are you kidding? Some of it was just like, it was just his night. Other plays were like, are you even trying defensively against this guy? Or are you just kind of like sitting back on him because, oh, he's not going to make this one, or he's not going to do this, he's not going to do that. And that's all he did was do this and do that. Oh, that was horrendous. Uh, Thaddeus Young, former Timberwolf, who can't rebound for his life. For a guy his size, he should be getting like 13 rebounds a game. Five rebounds. Come on, man. He fouled out in the game. Uh, Miles Turner was a little bit too aggressive. He did get six blocks in the game, but practically fouled out just like that is young. You thought maybe the Wolves would pull out of this one with Miles Turner uh, with such major foul trouble. But again, when you can't stop Bogdanovich for your life, and somebody named TJ Leaf is, is scorching you off the bench as well, it is what it is. A guy named TJ Leaf. Yep, yeah, we've heard of him, but still, well... Yeah, <laughs> this is a very beatable team. Wesley Matthews, former Dallas Maverick, former Portland Trail Blazer, and all that good stuff. Very strong uh, strong performance, I'd have to say. He wasn't great, but he was solid. He was clutch and all that. He was helpful. Darren Collison, not so much of a uh, scorer. Sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't, but he was a pretty solid floor general in the game. Corey Joseph filled in nicely. Uh, kind of like a two, two-man... Uh, <laughs> Kind of a plateau right there with the with the point guards. Platoon, pardon me. Um, he made half of his shots, 12 assists. Corey Joseph and Darren Collison combined for 21 assists. That is just incredible. The other thing that really bit the Wolves in the ass in this particular game was the turnovers down the stretch. Uh, 
it was it was it was painful. I mean, Indiana took advantage of the turnovers. Oh, boy, Jeff Teague with five, Carl with four. You know that was painful here and there. Um, there wasn't like a ton of them, but they were crucial turnovers that led to easy baskets for Indiana, and that's part of the problem. They got over twenty points off of the turnovers, so that's big frustration there. Tolliver, half of his threes were made, so much better than the Atlanta game, I'd have to say. But uh, generally speaking, not a good game for hardly anybody other than Carl Anthony Towns, who the entire game was spectacular. Took a little bit more of an extra effort to get the 42 points he did, 29 attempts and all that. He, he missed a, a good number of shots, including probably getting a little bit too desperate from the three-point land. But, I mean, a guy who shoots it as well as he does, I, I get it. But yeah, and the Wolves trying so hard to stay in this game, and it just didn't work out, unfortunately. Indiana just a little bit better, and Bogdanovich, what he is, had a hell of a game, as good as he is. Um, solid player, but <laughs> definitely played out of his skin in this one. Sharich, in the game where he actually was fairly efficient, he didn't get the ball, and that's frustrating. 1 of 11 versus Atlanta, 3 of 5 here. I mean, I don't know. When he's actually making his shots a little tiny bit, You'd hope he'd get a little more possessions, but that just didn't work out. Wiggins was a, just another, another like I don't know, I don't know who to compare him to, like a Rodney Hood or or whatever, four or fourteen type of game. Um, what, what was that guy's name that used to play for uh, uh, North Carolina years ago? Got drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. I can't remember. Damn it, kind of he's just kind of like that guy where he's just not living up to anything right now. Four of fourteen, eleven points, struggling again. Just another lifeless game for Andrew Wiggins. A little help for Carl. Maybe he wouldn't have to attempt so many shots. You know, again, maybe more help from Saric. At least maybe giving up the rock to Saric would, would have helped a little bit too. Teague maybe could have played a little bit better. That would have been nice. Uh, Rose did what he did, but for some strange reason, he couldn't draw a foul in this game. And he had zero assists, which is pretty strange. Rose, 5 of 10 from the floor. It felt like he should have had 20, but he was actually efficient as well. But just a strange overall night. And the Pacers, again, taking advantage of turnover after turnover. So the Wolves' offense really short-circuited in this game. At the end of the day, well, the Alpha Wolf Award is going to go to the same guy because he absolutely deserves it, and that's Carl Anthony Towns. I think he should be an Alpha Wolf candidate for the month of February. Well, and obviously, if it's the Wolves, it's obviously him. But, I mean, the NBA's version of it, we could say. Uh, the Johnny Flynn Memorial, I, I don't know. Wiggins and Shara just had an awful week. Um, Anthony Tolliver gets honorable mention for Alpha Wolf. He was great, despite a couple of quiet games, but when he was out there, significant minutes, New York, Milwaukee, it was just beautiful to watch. It's, it's nice to see what kind of a player he can be when, when, when you really need him. But um, Wiggins and Sharich are going to share the Johnny Flynn Memorial. Just an awful overall week. Same old story. Solid game against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks for Wiggins, but generally speaking, a lot of the same old crap, and it's not fun. Not fun at all. With that said, we'll take a quick break and preview three games coming up. Good effort in some games, not so good effort in others. I don't know, that's what kind of year it's been. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. We're going to preview three games. I think I'm seeing a flurry or two popping through the window here. I love it. This is, I just love being back in Golden Valley. This apartment, you get to actually look right out the window right in front of you. So whatever you see, like the fox I saw a few weeks back and the snow and beautiful blue sky some days, whatever it is, it it just, yeah, this is a much more enjoyable uh, situation here than in uh, the other place. But, oh well, the other place had its pluses as well. Minnesota Timberwolves will open things up with the Washington Wizards, a team they copied their logo from. As you can look at the logo and look at the Timberwolves logo and look at back and forth, and obviously it's the same designer that made the logo. And I go, I, I don't know. I guess that same designer figured that nobody would notice, or maybe they didn't. But whatever, uh, it's the same logo. Yeah, it's just got some different uh, background, uh, or at least the Timberwolves have a little extra on ours with the uh, wolf in it and stuff. Uh, no John Wall, but Bradley Beal's averaging 25 points a game. I think Carl Anthony Towns is heading that direction very quickly at 24 a game on the season. Bradley Beal puts the ball in the basket. That's just all there is to say. His three-point percentage is mediocre, 35%, but he averages almost 26 points a game. 
Washington Wizards are not good, though. Uh, Dwight Howard has only played in nine games this year. He's just an oft-injured, off-this, off-that type of player at this point, and it's not been good. Uh, Jeff Green, still a factor there, kind of, sort of. He's one of those guys who just kind of has vanished off into NBA, whatever the word is, um, <laughs> purgatory. He's just kind of disappeared. Remember Jeff Green years ago with the OKC Thunder, as valuable as he was in those days when the Thunder were young and up and coming and exciting. We'll be talking about them next, but uh, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, that game. This one, Minnesota never plays well in Washington, and it just is what it is. This is on Sunday the 3rd, so we got a couple of days off here, Friday and Saturday. No Timberwolves basketball, so another long break here. And then another back-to-back with OKC and Detroit. Then two more days off, and then another back-to-back with Washington uh, coming to Target Center, as lo- along with the New York Knicks coming to Target Center on Saturday, Sunday, next week. It's going to be interesting schedule coming up here in the month of March. Could be good, could be bad. A couple of Golden State Warriors games coming up. We host the Warriors in a couple of games here because we play these teams four times, which will be fun. <coughs> Pardon me. The 19th and the 29th in Target Center. Let's get back to where I need to be here. Um, the Wolves never play well there, but, I mean, they're just not good, and the Wolves need to take advantage of that. Uh, the Wizards are 8th in the league in field goal percentage, 23rd in three points, but they do score 6th in the league in overall points scored. Their rebounding has not been good, so Carl Anthony Towns, go get your 20-20 game or your 30-20 game once again. I'm actually leaning towards expecting that in this one. Um, uh, the I do believe that Carl uh, Anthony Towns will get a 30-20 type of game. The Wizards won uh, one of their last five here. They've lost four in a row, leading into defeating the Brooklyn Nets couple days ago, 125-116 in Barclays Center. So good for them. Uh, Lost at Detroit, 121-112 on the 11th. On the 13th, lost at Toronto, 129-120. A lot of teams play Toronto close. I've been noticing at Charlotte, the Hornets buzz the Wizards pretty harshly. 123-110. A loss to the ever-solid, excellent Indiana Pacers in in Washington there. 119-120. 112. I do believe it's Pepsi Center. Yep, I do believe so. So uh, it's going to be an interesting overall night. Who's going to even be available? This is an oft-injured team. Uh, poor Scotty Brooks, the former Timberwolf and all that. Scott Brooks, OKC Thunder. There's just thunder, 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 thunder everywhere here. It's a thunderous place. But um, Trevor Ariza has been an ever-valuable player over the years. But the trade deadline took its toll on this team, obviously because it's time for them to kind of tank and move on, so to speak. Oh, Lord. What do you make of this team, the Wizards? I mean, there's to me, there's like no reason the Wolves shouldn't win this game. Otto Porter, of course, moved on to Chicago as, uh, again, just another mess of players. Like It's like, who's really even going to play in this game? <laughs> I mean, you got to think Jeff Green's going to be available. He'll have to start. River Ariza's still in Washington, luckily. <laughs> Somebody has to still be there, right? Trevor Ariza has to still be there, but yep. Otto Porter was the one moved on during the <laughs> trade deadline. I didn't even mention that on the last show. Oh, boy, what a mess of players. It's like all these guys that have been kind of journeymen, and some of them are good players. Obviously, Dwight Howard became a journeyman because, well, it just got to a point where his attitude was bigger than his game. It got bigger than his game, and his injuries became bigger than his game as well, unfortunately. So that's why Dwight Howard has just been all over the place. He's only played in nine games so far this year. Major disappointment. But then again, is it really a major disappointment or is it just the same old crap? Uh, Bobby Portis acquired from Chicago. He's been pretty good with uh, Washington thus far. Again, acquired from the Chicago Bulls in the Otto Porter trade. So we'll see how things go for the Wizards case. Uh, Porter, definitely an all-around guy who doesn't really superly stand out in anything other than maybe some three-point shooting. Bobby Portis makes his too, though, 43%. In fact, you could argue he's a little better than Porter at times, and so far he has been as a member of the Washington Wizards. Again, 15 points a game, 43 points, so very solid. Trevor Ariza's three-point percentage has definitely vanished over the years. It's all about Bradley Beal. Let's just let's just cut to the chase, cut cut the crap, and Bradley Beal's the star player, but the Wolves need to get the win in this game. Um, will Jeff Teague actually play? That's the other thing. I expect a good, solid performance from Derrick Rose, like always. Wiggins, I never know what to expect. Is he going to have a the game that we all, this is this is what we'd love to have from Wiggins. Is he going to have one of those? Or is he going to have a 4 of 14, 11 point type of game? Or or is he going to have one of those crazy games where he scores 33 points? Or, you know, and again, but th- those solid games. This is what we'd like, though, where it's like, you know, f- 9 of 15 and, and um, no, let's just say 9 of 
9 of 13, something like that, and 18 points or 22 points and and, and, and 8 rebounds and 3 assists and a couple steals, a couple blocks. Is he going to have that? Or, you know, I don't know what Wiggins is going to do. I have no bleeping idea. He often played well against certain teams, like every player does, like Garnett would have a lot of his career highs against the Sacramento Kings. That's just a fact. That is just a fact. Michael Jordan would always torch the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. He used to struggle against Detroit, and then he torched Detroit the rest of eternity because of, well, I can't imagine why he would do that. No idea why Michael Jordan would torch Detroit for the rest of eternity. Can't imagine that. You know, the team that bullied him for years, and then he finally said, well, guess what? <laughs> it just was in his head, even though the players were different. I'm going to beat you until hell freezes over, and that's basically what took place. <sighs> Minnesota has got to beat the Washington Wizards. Minnesota... <clears throat> Is this going to be another one of those lame losses on the road, like a, a Brooklyn type of game? Take advantage and beat this stupid team. Please, beat this stupid team. The Minnesota Timberwolves will beat this stupid team, I believe. I believe. Uh, they give up some points. They even give up 100-plus every night. Carl Anthony Towns is going to have a 30-20. I think the second-best score in this game is going to be Derrick Rose. That's predictable as well. He's going to get over 20. I expect a nice shooting night from Tolliver. I think he's going to be a factor in this game. I expect Tolliver to hit four three-pointers, something like that, double-digit points. And Minnesota will escape with a 125-118 to victory in the in the nation's capital. So that'll feel good a little bit. Carl Anthony Towns is going to get a 30-20 against the Washington Wizards. That's where I stand at this moment. And now a very entertaining game coming up with the O. KC Thunder. That is going to be some fun. Minnesota and Oklahoma City always seem to have some awesome games. Love when these two teams match up. It is the best. Uh, home game for Minnesota. Regardless of what happens with the Washington Wizards and all that, maybe the uh, next uh, the, the new team for uh, the, the next challenge for Kevin Durant, going back home and seeing what he can do over there in that Baltimore slash Washington area there. Uh, Maryland area slash, again, yeah, you get the idea. Maryland slash capital, nation's capital area. OKC Thunder, very good team. Obviously, second place in the Northwest. They'd have home court advantage in the first round. Paul George is an MVP candidate. Russell Westbrook is finally realizing what it means to, well, you know, be that superstar player who can do it all and at the same time allow somebody else to take the torch and be the number one scoring option. It doesn't hurt your team. And Russell Westbrook has matured that way. It has been unbelievable. He's leading his team in rebounding. That's pretty crazy. 11.3 a game, 11 assists for Russell Westbrook. Is it is his game suffering at all? No. He's averaging almost 23 points a game, but Paul George is averaging almost 29. 28.6. Paul George has been unbelievable. Um, definitely his best season ever. Um, re-signed with his club in the summer, and it was a great decision. <laughs> great decision, without a doubt. Stephen Adams also double-double threat most of the time. Very physical guy out of the country, the nation of New Zealand. Of course, Tene and Levi Brown hail from New Zealand. They're very proud of their countrymen there. He has been a hell of a player for the OKC Thunder forever. For some strange reason, though, this club's struggling. Um, they've had some tough games here. Uh, they beat the Utah Jazz, though, 148-147 in an epic battle on the 22nd, right after the break, and haven't won a game since. They lost right before the break in New Orleans. They were worrying about Valentine's Day too much in New Orleans, despite all the crap going on there. Can't imagine what's going on in New Orleans right now, but a 131-122 loss to a team that I thought should have been way up there, like third place in the West. I thought they were going to really kick some butt this year. It's just not happening because, well, certain players don't want to be there, or at least one guy doesn't. A loss to Sacramento at home for OKC. Oof. 119-116. Lost to Denver at Denver. Okay, 121-112. And then a recent loss to that team, Philadelphia, 108-104. to Also in OKC. So that's kind of stunning, kind of surprising. Uh, Nerland's Noel, a guy who I wish was on the Wolves roster, but then again, what would happen, I guess? I mean, you got Gorgie Zhang pissed off that he's not getting enough minutes. Uh, Sharich, I don't know what to make of Sharich some days. When he's good, he's so awesome. And then when he's not, <clears throat> it's tiring. It's kind of like Andrew Wiggins again, <laughs> except worse, obviously, because, you know, at the end of the day, Wiggins is a better player than Dario Saric. Okay, can we say that? Or at least he's supposed to be better most of the time. Sometimes he just isn't. And that's his own bleeping fault. Minnesota needs to win this game. I mean, let's go. Minnesota's played well against this team forever. 
Who's going to lead the Timberwolves in scoring in this game? Can I finally predict it properly? Andrew Wiggins will lead the Wolves in scoring in this game. He is going to get upper 30s in this game in target center. 38 points for Andrew Wiggins. He is going to get the job done. The ownership of the Oklahoma City Thunder, the new owner of the OKC Thunder during the course of the season and into last season is when he started buying some shares, is Andrew Wiggins. He owns the OKC Thunder, at least 51% of the team, so he's the owner and president of the OKC Thunder. The new owner, (laughs) even though he plays for the Timberwolves, he owns OKC, so... That seems like a conflict of interest somewhere, but we'll let it pass for now, I guess, until someone someone uh, higher up figures, uh, figures it out and checks out that uh, Wikipedia page. Dennis Schroeder and uh, Jeff Teague, will they get in another fight? Don't be surprised if that takes place. <laughs> but I think Minnesota's going to win this game. I, I do. It's a great, fun matchup. It's so much fun. If you're a Timberwolves fan and you want Andrew Wiggins to succeed, this is the night where you sit back and say, okay, this is what Andrew can do. Now, why won't the SOB frickin' do it more often? Find another team. Uh, add another team. Don't change or anything, because let's keep beating Oklahoma City, because they're damn good. If you beat the Thunder, that's great. But find a couple other teams you can add to the list. And then eventually it becomes half of the league or something, and he becomes one of the great players. Wouldn't that be nice? Because clearly the guy can get the job done when he has some type of an extra oomph to his game. The guy could score in the upper 30s. That is a rare talent in this league. The guy who hates everybody, Jimmy Butler, said he was the most talented player on the roster. Easily. What does that tell you? That tells you something. It does. A guy who hates the guy, a guy who hates Wiggins, tells everybody that he that Wiggins is the most talented player on the roster, including being significantly better than a guy with an ego the size of Alaska and Jimmy Butler. That says a lot. Minnesota wins the game. Andrew Wiggins leads the Wolves in scoring with the upper 30s. Maybe even gets to the 40 mark. Carl contributes 28 points and 15 rebounds in the game. He he contributes. Maybe he'll get 20 rebounds again. 18 rebounds. He's going to just tear it up like he always has. But Wiggins is going to be the star at the end of the day. And Minnesota wins the game. Something along the likes of... 122 to 118, epic battle to the finish. Maybe some big three-point shot down the stretch for Andrew Wiggins that puts the Wolves away. Maybe Jeff Teague or whoever sinks a couple free throws and wraps the thing up. And Minnesota escapes victors. Let's move quickly to Detroit. Unfortunately, a place the Wolves never play well. So you go from OKC Thunder, where it's like Minnesota, the Minnesota Wild playing the uh, Winnipeg Jets this year. We just always beat Winnipeg all of a sudden. And then you have a team like the Detroit Pistons, a lot like the Detroit Red Wings, who aren't that good. Out of the playoffs most of the time, but kind of hanging in there because it's the Eastern Conference. Kind of hanging in the in the hunt a little bit, but generally speaking, out of it. Um, or, you know, teams like that, or teams like the Edmonton Oilers in the NHL, that just, you know, again, they're not that good, but they always beat Minnesota. If it's home, away, whatever. This is a road game. The Wolves have not been good on the road, and I think the Wolves have exercised their victory of the week on the road with Washington. At least I hope they will have done that, and they don't beat the Detroit Red uh, Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> they don't defeat Dylan Larkin and the Detroit Red Wings. No. <laughs> they don't beat the Detroit Pistons, despite the fact this team's team statistics are awful. I mean, they don't make shots. They're 29th in the league, 25th in the league from downtown. 23rd in overall points. They're 14th in rebounds. So again, it's the classic defense and rebounding. And you have a guy like Blake Griffin who, you know, he's not rebounding like he was before, but his points are higher than ever because he is far and away the number one scoring option on this club. DeAndre Drummond, who could get a double-double blindfolded and half asleep if he wanted to. Reggie Jackson, who just, you know, he's he's a guy who, who also has a little bit of that Andrew Wiggins syndrome. He underachieves, he frustrates you, but then he beats us up real good. So Reggie Jackson, to us, we're the OKC Thunder. If if Reggie Jackson is Andrew Wiggins, the Timberwolves are the OKC Thunder, and it's beyond frustrating. You just can't believe it. Same with Blake Griffin at times. He has these big games against us. He's just he's the kind of guy you want to punch in the face sometimes. He's a little bit too much, but I do believe Detroit beats the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's look at their last few games here. They have won three out of their last five, so good. Losing at Boston on the 13th, 118-110. to Defeating Atlanta, 125-122, which is something we refuse to do. They crushed the Miami Heat, who got sank by Dwayne, uh, who sank uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors the other night, thanks to Dwayne Wade's heroics and those beautiful Miami Vice, Vice City uniforms, beautiful '80s-looking <laughs> uniforms. Oh, beautiful! Just beautiful. And love to see the Warriors lose. I think a lot of you know that. The uh, Detroit Pistons beat Indiana, so a fellow uh, Midwest club there beating another. Not bad. One thirteen, one oh nine. 
and then 105 to one, uh, 93 loss most recently, a couple of days ago, to the San Antonio Spurs. Cleveland will play against Detroit next, tonight. No, tomorrow night, and then a back-to-back with Toronto the following day. Sunday, 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 and then the Minnesota Timberwolves and Detroit Pistons tip off on Wednesday the 6th, and then a couple of days off coming up, and we will preview Washington the next week's show. <laughs> we'll preview the Washington Redskins, right? No, the Washington <laughs> Washington Wizards in the next week's show. I don't think Minnesota's going to beat Detroit. I think the Wolves struggle in this game. It's going to be something along the likes of I don't know. I don't, they just never play well against this team. It's really irritating. Um, Dwayne Casey, I think, you know, he's a good coach. God, I feel bad for him, though, because this team is nowhere near what he had in Toronto. It's just a crying shame. But the defense is solid. Detroit's known to have a defensive team most of the time. Most of the time. It's just part of the culture in Detroit. It's been that way forever. Uh, even though they've had some seasons where it wasn't so good. But uh, Detroit wins the game 108-99. They escape with the victory. Carl Anthony Towns is going to do his thing. I expect Derrick Rose to get a few points. For some reason, I, I'm just envisioning Jeff Teague having a nice, solid 22-point, 11-assist type of game. One of those... One of those games where he just pops up and he looks good again. Like, wow, I love Jeff Teague. He looks like Chauncey Billups out there. And that's what I think is going to happen. Um, I think Jeff Teague's going to get in the in, in the 20s and he's going to get double-digit assists. Tyus Jones, I can see him being a huge factor in this game. Uh, high high number of assists, like nine, nine assists, maybe even 11 also. Maybe the two combined for uh, 20 assists in the game, Teague and uh, Tyus. It's going to be something like that. The Wolves will be in the game. They'll have their moments. But Detroit, I think, is just going to be the better team most of the night, and it's going to be frustrating. And that is what will take place. Wolves go 2-1, and one, though, believe it or not, because Oklahoma City Thunder is owned by Andrew Wiggins at the moment. Hopefully it stays that way. And I hope the Timberwolves can uh, cough out a home victory, uh, a road victory, pardon me, against the Washington Wizards. So with that said, let's take a quick break and get to a brief fan interaction segment. back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Segment number three, fan interaction, should be fairly brief. At Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. want to thank Levi Brown and Vince Germano for retweeting the most recent show at Wolves Explosion. Thanks again, guys, so very much. At Vinrock44 and Levi's, I don't know, why isn't it showing it? It is, okay, at Levi WB. Of course, all one word. And at Vinrock44, R-O-C in the rock part for uh, Vince Germano. Thank you very much, you guys, for retweeting the most recent show. Let's see if there's any... Actually, there we go. Um, yep, Levi Brown was saying all the All-Star game was pretty fun this year. Uh, he really liked the yep, Diallo dunks. That was cool. Those were pretty good, I'd have to say. I was also saying I enjoyed it tonight, the three-point uh, three contest. And, of course, the uh, slam dunk contest. It was pretty fun to watch. For the most part, I know it wasn't as good as it was in the old days. I'd rather watch some of that skills competition stuff than the actual All-Star game itself, even though it's nice to see your star player being a part of things. But of, of late, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns was no MVP candidate or anything. And of course, a lot of guys stand around hoping to not get under somebody's ankle or have some type of a weird situation where someone rolls into your knee. So definitely understandable. Uh, Levi Brown appreciated that. And I also was saying how they stayed off politics. Where last year, last season... It was like right out of the gate the minute I turned the thing on. They're talking about the whole, you know, Laura Ingram, LeBron James, uh, shut up and dribble thing. And it's like, can we just, you know, stop talking about politics? And I know all of you are on the same side. You know, it's like, it's tiring too. It'd be nice if there was a discussion. But at the same time, maybe let's just leave politics completely out of it. And that would be great. Um, That'd be great. Completely out of it. That would be nice. But if you're going to talk politics, have a discussion. Don't all just be on the same bleeping side. That's kind of unfair and lame as well. That's another thing I don't like about it. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. So we all know you love your players and you have this brotherhood thing. But, okay, look at me now. I'm getting off topic really bad and I'm getting into something I'm not supposed to. Uh, to Levi Brown talking about the Sacramento game saying all Cat and Tyus were great. And, yes, they were. That was such a fun game. 
uh, at Levi WB there. Absolutely fun game. And I was saying how it's crazy to think the Timberwolves missed their first 10 three-pointers until Luol Deng nailed one. That was weird. Uh, the Wolves played a great game though against Sacramento. They missed their first 10 threes. Luol Deng made one of them seven minutes remaining in the second quarter, and things changed dramatically after that. Cat and Tyus, again, very great in that game. <laughs> Both of them returning. Of course, uh, Tyus returned against the Knicks, and then Carl with his very first uh, <laughs> very first game. Uh, they're talking about, again, yep, a, a final possession down the stretch against the uh, the Atlanta Hawks. That was really lame indeed. That was an extremely frustrating finish there. And, of course, not a good last couple of possessions uh, as well against the Indiana Pacers. That game just didn't end very well. Great game for Carl uh, Anthony Towns, 40 points against the uh, Indiana Pacers. That was a lot of fun. But again, another loss at the end of the day. That's the Twitter account. Flips Army, giving a shout out to the Flips Army Facebook page. Wonderful in-game threads, Timberwolves conversation. Highly recommend you guys to join that page. Uh, Trevor Wickerin, the founder of that page, kind enough to allow me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion. And I'm more than kind enough to give you a shout out and encourage uh, my listeners to check out your page and give it a give it a join and join the conversation. The Facebook page for Tim, the Timberwolves Explosion is facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Please do join that and join the discussion. It would be greatly appreciated. Tanae Brown, again, out of New Zealand, was saying, the more I see Wiggins trying to lose games, the more I wish we'd kept Levine. And yeah, that was uh, against the New York Knicks. He just was not good in that game. A very frustrating performance as have many of the games against, uh, as have many of Wiggins' games the past several several months have been, most of last season. Um, he was, yeah, it was Sacramento game, actually, is what uh, Tanae was talking about. He was awful in that game, another awful performance, almost gave it back to Sacramento at, at times, when the Wolves had built a pretty sizable lead after that second quarter. Sacramento kind of cutting into that lead and allowing uh, themselves back in. Wiggins just struggled mightily, bad turnovers, horrible three-point attempts, and just overall was not getting the job done. Only 10 field goal attempts, I guess, So, but still more attempts than points made. Another lackluster, nothing performance against a team that usually Wiggins played well against, so that was extremely frustrating. Definitely uh, worthy of conversation there from uh, Tene Brown, and I agree oh so much. Um, I'm not 100% on Zach Levine either. The Bulls apparently tried to trade him. His defense is awful. His offense is good. His decision-making sometimes is nauseating as well. Both Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine, I think, are low IQ players. What do you think of that? What, what do you think of that statement? A lot of you out there that might love Zach Levine, I think he's a low IQ player. At least sometimes he is. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, I think, is a low IQ player. For let's just say for talent, talent level, their talent level, their IQ needs to be higher. Because if it was higher, they would be all stars every year, every year. If if it was higher, Carl Anthony Towns' IQ is in the middle. I would say it's not super high. It's not u- uber high. It's not Sam Mitchell high. It's not like somebody like that. But it's it's up there. It's not LeBron James high. Obviously, see that's an example of a superstar player who has an IQ that's through the roof. And that's why he is a legend, because of, well, when you combine the super talent with the super IQ, you're a legend. You have super talent with a decent IQ, you are a perennial all-star and probably a future Hall of Famer, which Carl Anthony Towns very much could be. Um, You're a super talented player with an IQ that's below average, in fact, sometimes flat terrible. You're going to underachieve and people are going to be very frustrated uh, with you for many years. Uh, Zach Levine's offense is certainly better than Andrew Wiggins at this stage. Both of them, though, low IQ players, I think, at the end of the day. I'm just giving you my honest opinion. You don't have to agree. It is what it is. Uh, neither one of them has made the All-Star team for a reason, and I stand by that. Uh, Levine, again, better offensive player, though. I will say that. <clears throat> so I don't disagree with uh, the thought of Levine being the better player right now. I don't disagree with that at all. So just saying um, Levine is not this love we lost, per se. He's not trading Emmett Smith for uh, Herschel Walker or anything at this point, but... <laughs> maybe someday, but I, I hope that's not the case. With that said, we're going to wrap up the show. I encourage you to join the phone lines 209-736-7877 209-736-7877 It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling it for Timberwolves Explosion to your statement. Shout out, comment, question, and opine. Would be great to have you on board. There's the call now button on the Facebook page. Simply click on that and join the discussion. <clears throat> that way, it goes through Facebook Messenger. Yeah, which then, of course, as long as you have, like, you're connected to Wi-Fi or you have unlimited cellular data, you don't have to worry about anything in that sense. Limited cellular data, it might eat up your, your minutes a bit in that sense, but that's just how it goes. Welcome to the uh, 
welcome to the world. At the end of the day, I got I finally got another positive rating on here. It's been so long since there's been any ratings on the on the iTunes. It just went dormant for the longest time, trying to wait for this to load. I don't know what happened to it. <clears throat> this thing always seems to act up for some very strange reason here. There was a very new one, and it's not showing it. It's right there. I'm looking right at it. <laughs> I'm going to back up and reload it. But also, again, let's get to the uh, the other way to get on the show, which is very much encouraged. Audio submission, which I think is the best way to go, because the other voicemail is a three-minute limit, so we have to worry about that. The audio submission route, though, is where you use a free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Record, save, and send it to paladinolive at yahoo.com paladinolive at yahoo.com I would then convert it into an mp3 file thanks to zumzar.com or converto.com which is greatly appreciated to those two websites providing that free service because the file is not that big and I am very much obliged to give them a free plug because of that so very cool indeed one other way as well also if you happen to have a microphone and an editing, you know, audio editing software, you can go that route as well and send it to me at the same email address. So very simple stuff there. Maybe you're already a podcaster or something like that. There it is, the see all button. That's all I need to see. <laughs> I see all and know all. Uh, Mohammed233 says, Great podcasts, really enjoyed listening while running on the treadmill. So thank you very much, Mohammed233. Thank you very much. Glad to hear you enjoy the show. Those of you out there that haven't written a review yet on iTunes, Stitcher, or Double Twist, or excuse me, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts would be greatly appreciated. But thank you so very much, Mohammed. Very recently here in the month of February, giving a five-star review to Dimbrel's Explosion, bringing the average rating up a bit. I appreciate that so very much. There's always a troll or two that might give you a lower rating that just does it because maybe they're a competitor. That happens. But those elders that have been so kind to write these reviews, thank you so very much. And encourage you other others out there that could uh, do the same. If you like the show and want to help it out, please write a positive review on iTunes. I will give you a shout-out and thank you on air. Thanks again, Mohammed, for that. Uh, hope to hear from you on the Facebook page sometime or Twitter account. Very welcome to do that. All that information is in the show description for anybody out there that wants to join those. With that said... Hopefully the Timberwolves have a positive week, 2-1 at least. 3-0 and would be spectacular. Uh, Ryan Saunders' his chances of being the long-term head coach of this team, I think, grow by the day, despite the defense not getting too much better all the time. But you can just see the guy's decision-making, and I think he's made other players more confident, other players better. I wish Wiggins would get out of his stupid comfort zone and get tougher and stronger again. Carl Anthony Towns is never in a comfort zone. That's what's good about him. That's what's good about him. Uh, Andrew Wiggins would fit right in with some of those Minnesota Wild players that were traded away the past couple weeks here, like Charlie Quayle. I think that's basically what I uh, equate uh, Andrew Wiggins to right now as an NHL player. He's just like Charlie Quayle. Like, shoot the damn puck. In terms of, well, maybe in this case, it's like the opposite in a sense, where Quayle never shot the puck. Andrew shoots too much in their low IQ shots. But it's like low IQ passes for Charlie Quayle that sometimes hurt the team or a lack of aggressiveness at the end of the day, because Andrew Wiggins' shots show lack of aggressiveness. He's just shooting. He's not attacking. You want the attack. You want the guy to attack the basket, and then you got a totally different player. But in terms of underachievement compared to expectations, Charlie Quayle and Andrew Wiggins are pretty close, i got to think. Wiggins a bit worse, though, at the end of the day between those two. This Wiggins went number one overall in the draft. Charlie Coyle did not, but still fairly high in the draft when you're talking hockey. With seven rounds, it's a lot bigger draft than the, uh, than the NBA, so that would be equivalent of like maybe being taken eighth overall in the NBA draft or something like that. Still high expectations. You, you, you expect more than what you're getting there. Uh, with that said, though, going to take, uh, take leave for another week. There won't be a two-week <laughs> exit this time. Got to give a quick shout-out, though. I got to say this before I step away uh, to the Courtside Podcast. Hank McCoy, or should I say Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano and Stu Benson, all out of Australia, different parts of Australia. Stu Benson and Wayne Hunt are from Sydney. Vince Germano is from Melbourne, Australia. Love your guys' show. They talk everything NBA. They're fans of a certain team. Both Stu Benson and Vince Germano are Laker fans. And Wayne Hunt is a Memphis Grizzlies fan. Don't think of it as, oh, they just sit and talk about the teams all day. They'll talk about their teams, but generally speaking, they talk about the entire NBA. They do a great job. They're entertaining. They're fun. I encourage you to check that out on iTunes 
and Podomatic, and I believe it will, yeah, it would definitely be on Google Podcasts, because pretty much everything on iTunes is on Google Podcasts for all of us out there that are Android users. Very much important, I would have to say, because Android and Apple, they're, well, they're both very prominent out there, and you got to have something for Android. That would be ridiculous if they don't. So Google Podcasts, great that that exists and is actually in a lot of ways a better format than iTunes at this point. But again, that's all up to you with your opinions. I encourage you to check out that show. Vinrock, Vince Germano, just a great guy, as are the other two as well. Thank you guys very much. Hope to hear from you on the Facebook page again. Wayne Hunt, oh my God, he, he offers such thought-provoking conversation, as did uh, Tanae Brown there. Even just a sentence sometimes can really get me going in a conversation, which Tanae did today. Absolutely great. Uh, Wayne Hunt as well, though. Uh, Levi Brown has offered some very good comments along the way as well, as he did today. Uh, thanks again so much, guys, and we'll talk to you next week, hopefully an above 500 week at the very least.